podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Oh, friends, you are in for a treat this week. We have Sister Miriam James Heidland join us to talk about the pain of inner healing. And she is such a gift and talks about the Lord's kindness and our littleness and the dynamics of healing and what to do when we're really struggling with entering into healing, into the pain of it all. We talk about the goodness that's on the other side of healing and lots of other things. And we hope that this episode is a real blessing to you and will help you to enter into those inner places where the Lord wants to bring some greater freedom, some greater love, some greater communion with himself and with others. Enjoy. All right. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Hello, everybody. Everyone. <laughs> this um, is a very exciting week. Welcome yeah. to Advent. That's right. That's right. And if you guys are on YouTube, you will notice that there we have a very special guest with us today. We have Sister Miriam Heidland with us. Hello, Sister Miriam. Hey, hi, friends. Hey. <laughs> I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we're going to start the episode off, Sister, by mentioning. So we have a God wink at the end, but we're starting with a God wink because this whole you being with us is like a meta God wink. Uh, <laughs> part of the inspiration for this podcast really was. Um, I, we, the three of us were in an Exodus 90 group together and oh. like just, you know, um, journeying together. And I thought like around that time I had gone to a conference, um, and you were speaking, it was at Steubenville as a power and purpose conference. And you were speaking on healing mm-hmm. and I was going through a lot of stuff at the time. And I was just feeling so like alone and just mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> and you spoke and you were very, uh, honest sister without telling us any, without, you know, sharing details or anything, you just kind of were really honest with us. And you said, you know, I'm going through healing as well. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's ongoing. And, but the way that you said it was very authentic. And I just mm-hmm. felt so not alone in that moment. I was like, Oh, oh I'm not alone. Sister is also going through it. Other people are going through it, you know, whatever it is. And, yeah. uh, and then it put this planted this seed in my mind that I brought up with these two ladies of, you know, sometimes when you're suffering in, in the church, it's really beautiful to hear someone on the other side of that suffering mm-hmm. and what they did and how, you know, the Lord provided for them in all kinds of ways. But it's also really beautiful sometimes to hear someone in the midst of that journey who is able and prudently and in God to give you some encouragement and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, I'm not just on the other side. I'm actually on the road as well mm-hmm. right now. And, mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, for me, the instigator of this idea of a podcast on in quote suffering, but really how to journey together, you know, and allowing the Lord to enter into our suffering mm-hmm. and yeah. heal us mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and truth and be told, we, when we were looking at names for the podcast and we're thinking about like, okay, what could be fun? Like, maybe we should call it dwelling in common and we could mm-hmm. be like the Canadian version of abiding together because- <laughs> dwelling in common i love it and we're like we can't because there's already a canadian on the inviting together podcast so you know like very well that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly dwelling together yeah Yeah. it reminds me i don't know if 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 you guys uh, and sister i don't know if you ever watched friends like when you were you know like friends now and then i mean i'm very familiar with the show of course Mm -hmm. right there's this episode where joey he's the best man for chandler and monica's wedding and his speech like he just feels like he he's not smart enough. So he just goes to the thesaurus and he just 
those re like names. Like he calls the heart like and your cardiovascular mus- muscle. Like he just uses all these dumb, like really smart but really stupid words for a wedding speech. It just might be that dwelling That's in great. common. Yeah, there yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> dwelling in common. Uh, yeah. So meta God winks are an excellent way to, uh, you know, start an episode, mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's pretty epic. Um, but sister, I think probably most of our listeners know something about your ministry, who you are, but you never know. Sometimes people, sure. people don't, you know, people aren't familiar. And so maybe you could just share a little bit about your background and who you are and what the Lord has, has been doing with you and in your life in the last yeah. little while. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, I'm delighted to be here with you and just to be introduced to a new audience and just to be with your listeners. And my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland. I'm a member of the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. SOLT is our the shortened version of our religious um, order name. I grew up Catholic, but I never had fallen in love with Christ. I played Division One volleyball. I wanted to work for ESPN, and that was the kind of what I'd hoped for in my life. And until God radically interrupted my life through the entrance of a very holy and wonderful Catholic priest who um, really changed my life, changed my destiny. And so that's why I'll always speak about the power of personal witness, um, the power of authentic love, and just the truth of, of who God is that has the power to change lives. And so it was through that interruption of my whole life, which was over 23 years ago, that led me to religious life. And that was where I really began my healing journey. And so I, I was in religious life several years before it really came to the fore of my heart that um, maybe what happened to me. When I was a little girl had a direct effect on how I was living my life as a young adult. And uh, I had a turning point in my life and that was 16 years ago. So I've been on a 16 year journey of healing and restoration, a journey that continues to this very day as I spend my, my time with you. I'm not perfect. I I'm somebody who's always growing and, you know, I really hope it never ends. I hope, and I say this a lot and I mean it every time I hope I never get to the point to where I tell Jesus that's enough mm-hmm. because that is the day my heart dies. Mm-hmm. because healing is not about fixing. And we're so used to thinking of healing as fixing or like, well, when you people over there, you really need it, but I'm fine. Healing is about mm-hmm. wholeness and communion. It's about growing in love. And because love never ends, Christ is always augmenting, healing us, bringing us into wholeness and communion, healing our fragmented selves. Like he's always mm-hmm. doing that because he loves us. And it happens sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but it's a journey of love. And I, I, I don't want it to end. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Gosh, yeah. yeah. There's like so much in there already. When we, yeah. were, when we were talking about this episode, like one of the things that that we wanted to like kind of dive into is this idea of like the healing that the Lord does in the like inner the inner realms of our heart, you know, like the really deep stuff. Because it's um yeah, sometimes like we don't talk about it a lot in in like in kind of community or in our groups or things like that, or it's like you walk into a room, you're like, how are you doing? Oh, good. The Lord is just blessing, which like may be true. And he's like always blessing us, you know, but there can be a, a, yeah, it can feel sometimes like we're very alone or like we're very, um, like there's so much shame even involved in inner healing or like talking Mm -hmm. about it or diving in there that, um, that really interferes or that, that, that we just need to be able to, I guess, um, allow the Lord to, to kind of reveal to us or allow him to bring us into communion with others in a way that we can know that we are good and we are loved and all of those things. And that was, that was, I think, um, like one of the big things that we were hoping to talk about for sure with this episode is like in those inner realms, 
what does it look like when you're kind of standing on that precipice of like, you know, the Lord is doing something deeper or leading you into something deeper. And when there's all of that kind of like the big stuff that's there, like the fear and the shame and the, you know, like, how do we look to the, I guess the, not the end, because like you say, it's always kind of continuing, but Mm -hmm. how do we kind of find the way to journey through that when it's really difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. Those are great questions, aren't they? I think that's the the hundred dollar question that every human being who is on a journey asks. And I, we often joke on our podcast that that's a typical response when you ask people how they're doing is good, busy. Like God mm-hmm. forbid we're not busy because then you're not important, right? So you always have to be good and you always have to be busy. And I really find that underneath that, which is fine in certain social settings, that's right. fine because mm-hmm. it would be highly inappropriate at a cocktail party to be like, well, when I was five, my mom right. didn't like, whoa, TMI, you know? So, but, yeah. but, but if, if good busy is our standard response to the people who love us the most, the people mm-hmm. that God has given to us and the people that we journey with it. That's really our center response, or I've already dealt with that. Um, I think some of the most common self-defense mechanisms are either good, busy. I've already dealt with that. My parents did the best they could. It's not that bad. Um, I, what's another one? Um, oh, if I, if I start, I don't know what's going to happen you know? Mm -hmm. And so just understanding that the reason why we have barriers around our heart is because there's vulnerable places inside. Mm-hmm. And we all have them. And every person, all of us, even though the, the chapters of the book of our life look different, every single person bears the same story of coming from God, of, of suffering, of redemption. It's called, it's the Paschal mystery. And, and I think, you know, there, there was, there's a saying in psychological circles that what is most personal is what is, what is most universal. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're often afraid that what's personal to me makes me different, that I'm the only person that's ever suffered this. I'm the only person who's feeling insecure right now. Mm -hmm. I'm the only person who thinks these weird thoughts or that had this trauma and and we're not. And and although, you know, every person's story is unique to them. Every human person has breakpoints in their life. The places where, you know, if you define trauma as any experience that overwhelms our ability to cope, it's interruptions of love. Like Mm -hmm. where love has been withheld or love has been withdrawn. And, and we all have those. And, and, and what we see in the person of Christ is that Jesus also has borne traumas, not from interiorly, but exteriorly, where, where people have in his life failed to love him and where sin has wounded him. And, and he's showing us in the truth of who he is, of how to live as truly human in his vulnerability and dependence. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have self-defense mechanisms. He doesn't have fig leaves. His yes means yes. His no means no. He's the same person under every circumstance. He doesn't doubt who he is in suffering and then also doubt who he is in triumph as well. It just, mm-hmm. it's so captivating of how Jesus lives and that's, that's the model for us. And so any healing that God is doing in our life and you look through the gospels, healing is always ordered toward communion and wholeness always, Mm -hmm. even if it's whatever it is, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever healing he's doing physical, it's always ordered toward wholeness and communion. And that is what God is doing. So I think, you know, like every good 12 step meeting says the first step is admitting is admitting that I have areas where my heart has been broken. And that is not a disqualification of my lovability. That is, that's the work of the enemy. And that's Adam and Eve from the garden to hide. And that's, that is our standard default broken human condition is we will hide and put on some really sophisticated fig leaves Mm. and say, I'm fine. And the Lord, because he loves us so much, he, he will come in pursuit of us so gently. And he'll just say, where are you? Mm. (laughs) Like, where are you? And sometimes we don't know. We think God is lost, but we're lost, but he's not lost. And Mm -hmm. he's just so, and I mean, I just, if I could just say one thing there, it's just, God is so incredibly kind. Like 
Mm. It's one of my favorite things about him. He's so kind, mm-hmm. so kind. Mm-hmm. I just, and just how he, he sits beside us in our brokenness and our fears and our shame and our, and our, um, all of our self-defense mechanisms. He is, so, he's not deterred by any of it. Mm-hmm. And he is, he has been there the entire time, just waiting to receive that part of our heart. If we allow him to, he's so kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, what's striking me sister as you're speaking that, um, I feel like a lot of times I'm thinking of my own life and just conversations with friends is when we, when we're aware that there's something in us that needs healing, it's this thing of, well, I, I need it to be fixed. Like you're yes. saying, I need it yep. to be fixed. I need it to be figured out. Lord, why aren't you doing it? You're the healer. You're supposed to be able to do this. Why aren't you doing this? You know, mm-hmm. but then when you're sort of framing it as the kindness of God who just comes and loves us, maybe, maybe the answer is he's waiting. He's the, the lesson is to let him love us in, in our weakness, in our brokenness, like that, that is the part of the healing, not just to be that I need to be fixed so that I can be better, but just that I am broken and I am loved mm-hmm. and God loves me here and now. And yes, that not that that means that I'm never going to be healing or it's not going to get better, but that that's something that like that, um, I don't need to become better. I don't need to be healed in order to earn God's love. God loves me now, Amen. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is actually the whole key is where Jesus comes to love us, where we're most vulnerable, most dependent, because it's, it's, you know, we have a saying that, you know, time heals all wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. Authentic mm-hmm. love heals all wounds. Mm-hmm. And it's, and isn't it so amazing? I, I know all of you know, you have people in your life that love you deeply and, and it isn't, it just always moves. Isn't it so amazing when they come and they love us in the places that we don't love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, like that thing that I thought I was going to share with you that you were going to say you're too disgusting to yeah. be friends with. They're like, I just love you there. And you're like, but I don't love myself there, but they're like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That yeah. Is, that's like- how love is ordered. It's that's how it's ordered. And we will never, sh- we are never shamed into a conversion or criticized mm-hmm. into a conversion or hated into a conversion, least of all our own selves, my dear sisters, because all mm-hmm. of us have parts of our hearts that we just absolutely cannot stand. And sometimes we think if I hate myself enough there, or if I shame myself enough or criticize myself enough, somehow I'll be healed. And it doesn't work like that. It's the humility and the poverty of sitting at the foot of the cross saying, Lord, I'm so poor and I need your help. Like I need your love here. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's the stunning healing of Jesus Christ. Like that's him on the cross. Like that's his life that he shares with us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally like a balling because um no so I mean honestly sister you're it's like the Lord is like preaching to my heart sometimes what what you're saying because I this is a journey that I've been living for some time as well in a specific part of my life and and I think uh it's been really interesting the last two weeks it's so funny we're doing this episode today and it's kind of at a time in my life that there's been a bit of um uh, uh, not a mountain. Yeah. Kind of a mountaintop experience in the healing journey that I've been on. You know, I know that there's more climbing to do, but mm-hmm. we're kind of, we've gotten, mm-hmm. the Lord has brought me somewhere to, to look back at oh, where yes. he's brought me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all the things like when, one of the things that started my healing journey was a spiritual director saying, you know, all those, all those coping mechanisms that you just decided. I was like, Oh yeah, I was doing all of those. Like, Oh, I'm fine. Dealt with that already. Um, yeah. you know, people in my life did the best they could, like all of those things. And, uh, and, and my spiritual director was like, uh, I don't think like, Nope, 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 Nope. And, but in the most gentle, beautiful, yes. loving way. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me that changed my life. He said, you know, 
I don't think you're, because I thought, I thought I've done that in the sense that, oh, I'm healed there in the fixed way. I've been fixed. It's good. And he was like, I don't think that you are the way that you think you are. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, I don't think, I don't think that you may ever be healed in the way you think Mm -hmm. that you need to be. And Mm -hmm. it shocked me, but it also gave me permission. It was the first time in my life I felt permission to look at a particular wound in my heart and accept that it was there, you know, and it was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now I would say I have for the first time in my life experienced sharing something exactly like how you said, that's so vulnerable and so challenging Mm -hmm. literally in the last four days with a number of my friends who have just loved me and received me in it. And it was, it's been, it's shocking. It's actually shocking. It's just Mm -hmm. like, that kind of, and that's love. And I think mm-hmm. I just look oh. at the Lord and I'm like, for the longest time, Lord, I just kept it at bay because I was so afraid, you know? And when you said like, you never want this journey to end, I'm, I feel like called to almost like take that, that statement and adopt it because I have said to the Lord so many times, like, just end it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep going. I just, I want the healing to stop because it's so painful, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I'm so glad that he didn't listen to me. I'm so, so glad that he didn't listen to me. So yeah, I mean, how have you sister, you know, I mean, I'm sure you weren't always in the place where you were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Healing, go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I don't know why that's happening. Um, sorry, everybody listening. Um, but yeah, how did you work through a moment or moments in your life where me, was that ever a thing that you ha- wanted to say to the Lord, like, just, you know, end it Lord, like I can't anymore. Like, and how did you, how did you work through that moment, you know, or what did the Lord give you to sort of take another step? I'm so sorry. That's okay. There yeah. go. No, that's, okay. that's fine, Rachel. No, I, I can understand that. And I think, yeah, like that's, that's the that is the beautiful part of our heart. And that's the Paschal mystery. And that's why healing is cyclical. It's not mm-hmm. linear. Have you seen that right. meme that says, it's like how I want healing to go. It's like this. And then how healing really is. And it's like, all, you know, it's like all the squiggly lines. Yeah, yeah. Yes, totally. And like some double backing and things like that. And, right. and that's, that's the journey of our humanity. And yes, when we're being crucified on the cross, even me, myself, like just the other day, I was like, have my heart ripped up. I'm like, Lord. And I, and I know myself well enough to know I was about to be like, okay, like, it's like, this is so painful. And it was so it was just so humbling. It's, it's just in those moments of crucifixions, it's just so easy to make inner vows or, and we, mm, we default yeah. to our narrative. Like, you know, Dr. Bob in his book, Be Healed talks about seven identity wounds, you know, of rejection, mm-hmm. of abandonment, of fear, of shame, of confusion, of powerlessness and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And all of us have experienced those, but usually there's one or two that we know very well. And so for me, it's, I have three, so it's rejection, abandonment, and shame. And mm-hmm. so I will find in those times of extreme crucifixion, or when my heart is turned towards something else, other than God, the default mechanism is see nobody cares about me. I'm all alone and I'm never going to be good enough to be loved. Mm. And when I hear those resur- like resurrect, so to speak, I'm like, oh, okay. 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 Like mm. what's the little girl inside? Like, what is she believing? Like what's, what's going on? And so it's, it's the hearkening back to my heart of, of the, of just sitting with the Lord saying, Lord, this is really humbling for me. Like, and I don't, I don't, I want to armor up right now. And I just want to, I want to run away or I want to seek something that will make this go away. But you're trying to purify my love, which is my daily prayer, Lord, purify my love and make me whole. So sitting with the Lord and I, and that's like the journey of healing. And every time we, 
we do this, it enlarges our heart to love the way Jesus loves, which mm-hmm. is we have the suffering, we have the death, we have the resurrection, right? And like that's the cyclical nature of, of healing, like relationships. You know, they have ebbs and flows, and they have. I mean, that's that's how things grow. And so, to not be surprised. Like that, that we're not surprised. And it doesn't mean that we haven't forgiven or we haven't healed. I just, people ask me all the time, like sister, you know, I'm still angry at this person and I I thought I'd forgiven them or, you know, I was struggling with this thing and, you know, like this come back again, does that mean I wasn't healed? And I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true at all. I, because we only heal from what we feel safe enough to heal from. That's why the journey of, of wholeness and communion goes more deeply over time, you know? And so what it is, it's just, Jesus loves us so much. He's going to come to every single part of our heart so that we're not living in lies or illusion or self-defense or all the facades we have. I just, he's so wonderful mm-hmm. that he's just going to come to every part of our heart over and over again to bring us to, to truth. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we all want. I, you know, I, and I yeah. just say this in all honesty, I don't, I don't think anybody wants to have an affair or look at porn or be duplicitous or be right. self-righteous or be like the angry girl all the time or the mm-hmm. mean girl, the guy, I, I don't think at the heart, nobody wants to do that those are all very elaborate ways we, you know, live out wounds or we live out our, you know, how we're trying to survive every single person wants to love excellently and to give the gift of the, and to be loved. And so, cause that's who God is. So mm-hmm. that's the echo of the heart. And it's just, you know, it's just a matter of when more hearts are wounded and, and they're not taken into, into the heart of Christ and we're not allowing him in, we will more and more go to self-defense mechanisms versus, okay, Lord, come into my heart and, and help me to tell me whatever I need to know. So I can be on the path of, of wholeness and communion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're talking about kindness, sister, like Mm -hmm. I just, my heart is so moved because, because I found it to be so true. Like with, with the friendships with these ladies and we have like another secret prayer partner who's not like part of the podcast, but she was part of the Exodus group and she prays and, you Mm. know, (laughs) listens to everything and tells us when we're talking too much and things like that. But, um, but with the, like, this past week, even for all, for all four of us, there have been like some really hard things that we've been waiting through. And we had, um, like I had a, um, like I have a chronic illness. And so I had some challenges come up this week that were just really hard. And I found myself in this place of just hopelessness, like feeling like, Lord, I'm yours. Like you are my husband. Where are you? Like, what are you doing? I need you to care for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and feeling like he wasn't there and then having like Rachel say that I uh, like I can hope for you right now like I can hope in your and like that we've said that to each other on so many accounts and even like even that little opening of having somebody like who loves me be able Mm -hmm. to express that to the Lord for me in such a beautiful way was even healing in the sense of like after things got resolved a little bit. And then there was this like the Lord, like I had just this moment where I was driving and it was like this beautiful sunset. And I just had this sense of like heaven and tenderness and Mm -hmm. like how the Lord sees my pain and specifically that he doesn't hold my hopelessness against me. Um, And I think that I was like really believing that, that he does that, you know? So Mm. that word of kindness is like, like how have you kind of, yeah, experienced just his mercy in light of limitation, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so tender. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. And I think, I just think that's also why we need each other because Mm. God's love is mediated. It's given those to us directly, but it's mediated through Mm. also people who love us. 
like that that's that's why authentic love will always be healing is because it's a it's a it's the face of god loving us and i that's why we can't do this journey alone like healing you know i think sometimes if we like wish we go and yes we go with lord by ourselves and there's original solitude and there's a place of our soul that it's only reserved for god but it, sometimes people are like oh, i'll just go over here and kind of get my act together and i'll come mm. back and it doesn't mm, we need nice. each other like we need people to speak into our life and to yep. to remind us of who we are and sing our song for us when we can't and mm-hmm. to to call us up right when we are settling people that love like we need that and i think that that's the truth of that's also how I experienced God's kindness because uh, I used to be incredibly hard on myself, just very, very much a perfectionist of trying to overcome my own insecurities mm-hmm. and re- really hard on myself and hard interiorly on other people. That's one of the reasons why we're so hard on others because we're hard on ourselves. Usually yeah. people are just mirrors of things we don't like about ourselves. Usually mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we're like, yeah. oh, I can't stand that in myself and I see in somebody else. So, you know, you're just like, oh, you're, yeah. you're so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, but that that's true of, of so many times, so many times I've had in prayer and also prayer ministry with people and the people that love me that speak into my life where they just are the kindness of God and they will speak the truth to me. And sometimes it's a hard truth that I need to hear, mm. but it's, it is the healing kindness of the Lord. And I, that's, it's just, it's something that comes from my own heart of like that belief of it is, it is kindness that heals us. And I'm not sure if you know, Dan Allender, Dan Allender is a Christian therapist mm. and he's mm-hmm. one of the foremost trauma experts in the Christian world. And he, um, but he has a very famous quote that says it's, it's kindness that interrupts the cycle of self-hatred. And that's, that's the only thing mm-hmm. that was without kindness, we are doomed to repeat the self-hatred of the past. He said, it's kindness that interrupts the cycle. And, and you see that so often in the, in the gospels with Jesus of his kindness interrupts. Cause doesn't it like in our heart, it interrupts totally. our own narrative. It interrupts mm-hmm. our own, like it interrupts everything. We're like, what, what is this thing? And it's so yeah. mother Mary Francis, who's a, a, a poor Claire abbess for she's deceased now, but she said, it's actually the kindest people are the strongest people mm. because it takes a tremendous amount of strength to be kind and not nice, but kind is tender strength. So, and I was like, that's so true. You know, mm. that is totally. beautiful. Mm. You know, a, a question that's coming to mind or thought is, um, you know, we're talking about waiting for healing and the different ways that we need to, to, you know, navigating that and the nuances of that. And I think maybe something that's related, you know, sister, you're talking about when we're hard on us, hard on others, it's because we're hard on ourselves um, or things like that. But, you know, I think many folks might be in situations where it feels like um, we're waiting for someone else to be healed so that, you know, because that's affecting, right. Mm -hmm. And how, and how that plays into our own stuff, you know, cause like, I think it's, that's maybe we're all in relationship with others. And so we're waiting for our own healing, but we're also sometimes waiting for, you know, so how, how mm-hmm. do we, how do we navigate that with humility and with, um, with kindness? I don't know. Any thoughts oh, on that? That's so hard, isn't it? I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still, you know, I heard, uh, I, I love all kinds of podcasts. And so one of the podcasts I was listening to was about uh, two counselors and they were talking about feeling done to like, we're like, why are you doing this to me? And she's like, we all feel done to at times. Like mm-hmm. you're doing this to me. And most of the time what's happening there really is the person is acting out there out of their own story and their own way of trying to survive largely people's react because if you look at Christ and how he relates to people, look at Mary, how they relate to people. And then how we relate to people, they're, they're not reacting out of trauma. And Mm. so when people are acting toward us in ways that are hurtful or they're have an act of addiction or they have an infidelity or they have just something like that, it largely has little to do in a sense with us. I mean, there's a, there's a codependent or like, well, there can be codependence, but there's an interdependence there. But most of the time people are just continually living out the trauma of their childhood. 
Hmm. which is why there's healing circles. We say that suffering that is not transformed is transmitted. So many times we're living out of our old stories that are never even brought to, they're mostly subconscious. And so when somebody comes into our life that, that reminds us of something or that hits our own broken attachment, like our attachment style, all these things come to the surface. So I think for us to understand, um, and it's not tolerating bad behavior or anything like that, but I think for us to first and foremost, like when that's happening, what is it triggering in me? Mm-hmm. That is the best question you can ask yourself, because when you look at Jesus, how he interacts with people that are telling him he's a drunkard and a glutton, that he's crazy, that who is this guy? Like, and he doesn't have the reactions that we have. So it's telling right. us something here about what, when somebody says something or they're ignoring me or they're I'm like, what's, what's, first of all, what's going on here mm-hmm. and right. what, what, what's being triggered here? Cause that will tell us a gold mine of all kinds of things of what we really mm-hmm. believe about ourselves. Totally. And then I think if we can, and I know it's very difficult and sometimes it takes really hard conversations and, and counseling needs to be had, or there's some things to be had, but I think always trying to just ask the Holy spirit to like, help us be curious about that person. Like, I wonder what's happening there. Cause I bet there's a really interesting story that largely has really nothing to do with me. You know, right. I bet something's happening there and it takes a lot of like with ourselves, it takes a lot of patience, a lot of humility and a lot of prayer and, you know, some boundaries that need to be set, whatever has to happen. Um, but like criticizing other people and things like that is not going to help. But I think I've noticed myself when there's been major relationships and a lot of what was happening, it was hitting my own attachment wounds mm-hmm. and which was just sending me over the edge. And some of the relationships are still in certain ways hurtful. And I've had to kind of take a step back, but now I know myself well enough. So I'm like, okay, I know that person's story and I, I know them. It's not excusing their bad behavior, but it takes the sting out of it. Yeah, and it could yeah. it gives me more grace to be like Jesus. I don't, you know, this person I don't know, but I'm going to place them on the altar right now, and I'm just praying that whatever they need to be healed and whatever I need to be healed, please do that because I don't, mm. I don't. Does that make sense? I mean, that's a very short answer. No, but there's obviously no, that's, so much more than that. But sure. no, 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 no I think that's it. beautiful. You've given us like all of it. That's it. That's all of yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. So good. It's so mm. good because it's. I like that. It's, it's too. It's twofold, right? It's looking. Okay, this can be an opportunity. To, yes. to what is this revealing about my own wounds and the areas in which I don't even realize that I need healing and can bring that to the Lord. And this can be a new, like a new frontier for, for awareness, self-awareness in the work of the Lord in my life and to cooperate with that. And then also just an opportunity for deepening my understanding of this person and who they are and learning to love better. Right. So mm-hmm. looking at it with that lens, I think is a really beautiful way to, um, yeah. Cause you said people feel done to like something is being done to, to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we can, um, reclaim a sense of, of agency that, you know, I have some agency yeah. in the situation. I yes. can cooperate with the Lord's grace in my own life. And I can also be an instrument of love for this person that changes the situation around. And now I have, yes. I have some purpose. I have some, some role in this situation beyond just being a passive person experiencing right. whatever it is. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, that's beautiful. Yeah, I know that that's hard, isn't it? I know for myself even. Right. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? It sounds totally, lovely. Yeah, but it's, that's right. That's right. It's a I lifelong find sometimes it's like, like, this is what I even found with like the experience this week or, or whatever other experiences. Sometimes it's like stuff is just happening in the moment and it's yes. like you're going through and it's yep. like, right. then it's like afterwards and then mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. you're sitting and you're like, okay, so what, what was that? <laughs> to like, what? Yeah. Like what happened or like, why did I act the way or why was, why even mm-hmm. in the moment was I not able to, to like, just stop for a minute mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and be with you or, or see what you're saying or 
be able to choose like freely, you know, I think that's such a good question. Like I'd like to ask about, about like your experience of, um, of freedom because the, like, I think with a lot of the things that we wade through, like the Lord's like the the end of them is f- like freedom right like our yeah. freedom our life our peace our joy in him like all of these mm-hmm. good things that he that he is bringing about and that he wants us to experience in a deeper measure you know always more mm-hmm. um but sometimes it can be so hard especially at the beginning like you know like you said cyclical or whatever like if you're in the like on the on the down slope like and you can't see over like how is it um what's been helpful for you in going through that to be able to see um or to be able to look for that freedom that the lord might be offering or to see to see something that's more than just like this kind of downward slope into like despair and like you know ruin or things like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think well when we talk about freedom you know we're talking about the ability when we as catholics talk about freedom we're talking about the ability to see what is good and choose the good Mm-hmm. So any situation in my life where either I can't see what is good or I can't choose what is good tells me something where my heart's enslaved or I, I'm, you know, have something, I'm buying into a lie somewhere about myself or about God or about somebody else, or I'm making a judgment or something like that. So, so that's, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And like St. Paul says, it's not to do, to do damage, it's to be able to give the gift of ourselves. So St. John Paul II talks about the law mm-hmm. of the gift, where we want to be able to receive another and to be able to give the gift of ourself and to, and to love excellently. So this is why the, this is why the whole journey of healing, you know, as Pope Benedict would say, it, it, it expresses the entire content of redemption. Okay. Mm. Because if it is true, if it is true theologically that Jesus comes to reconcile everything to the father, if that's true, that means he's come to reconcile the world creation, every part of us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, he's coming to bring into communion, every part of us that's fragmented to bring it home to God. So it means that this is an eternal trajectory of what the Lord even now is beginning in our life of, of to the moment of being united with him in an all consuming love. And so he's preparing our heart for wholeness and freedom so that we can see what is good and do what is good. And so that we can give the gift of ourselves and receive another as, as a gift. And so, and others as a gift. So it, it's, it's really living the way Christ lives. Like that's all, that's why St. Paul says, you know, that we are rooted and grounded in love. Why? So then we can grow into the full maturity of Christ. This is the paramount reality of hope. This is holiness. This is holiness. If our life isn't rooted and grounded in Christ, and I'm not saying this because I'm a nun, I'm saying it because I believe it. Like, what are we doing? Mm. Yeah. Like, what what am I doing? Like, otherwise it's just self-help or it's just a a wonderful service to somebody else. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if all Christianity is is sin management, and behavior modification, yeah. we are like St. Paul says, the most pitiable uh, of all people. If Christ is not risen from the dead, Christianity mm-hmm. is a complete transformation unto glory. And it just, it's such a beautiful reality of, of who Jesus is and what he's inviting us into. It's like, it's almost like, how can we not, right. like how could, how could we not, you know, yeah. he's never, he's always with us. We're never alone. He's, he's mm-hmm. always with us. He's so beautiful. <laughs> he really is. I love when you say that sister, because it just like comes out from the depth when you're like, he's just so beautiful. And just like, it's just yeah. shines out of your face. And it's so true. And it's just, you're like, yeah, he really is. But I think, yes. you know, I think, mm-hmm. and that's, and that is encouraging to, I think when you're on the downward slope to be like the thing that is calling me, like it's not the person that is calling me, the reality that I'm being drawn to is beauty is goodness. Like yes. this is love, you know, it's not. And I think 
that helps because sometimes you're staring into sort of the journey of healing, which is very, we've talked about this before in our podcast, like healing is going somewhere that you've never been before. Like I, yeah, I've never, you know, mm-hmm. I've never been healed of this or, or, or I've mm-hmm. never experienced freedom here. So I don't know where, where that is. And along the way, it's like, you know, if a physician or someone's healing you with medicine or surgery or, or whatever it, there's pain and there's, there's, you know, as the, the things come back together, it's not easy. It, it mm-hmm. takes a different kind of toll, a good toll, because it's leading yes. you to more wholeness. Mm. But when you have, we don't know what that wholeness is like. It's like, all you feel is the toll. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. when you can see God as beautiful, the way when every, when you say, you know, Jesus is so beautiful. And when, and, you know, you, you said at the early, at the beginning of our recording, like, that the Lord, the personal witness is so powerful. I think that is why also we need others in our lives because they remind us like when all I can see is just pain, even though I know I'm on this healing journey, but I look at someone who is with me in the pain and yet there's some, there is that kindness or there's that love, which reminds me of the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. It gives me the ability to take that breath that I need, you know, because sometimes I feel like on the healing journey, it's just, it's being able to just take a breath every now and then, because sometimes mm-hmm. God allows us to really enter into this surgery or this like pain that is healing us, but it's really intense. And then yeah. what he gives us is, is a real good breath every now and then, you know, and it's sometimes it's just beauty that gives you that Mm -hmm. because it's real beauty is real. It is Mm -hmm. powerful. Like kindness, you said, you know, Mm -hmm. kindness is strong. Like, and I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I could go on forever. So many things you said, it was so beautiful, but (laughs) the, the reality of, if we're not, you know, if Christ didn't write, didn't, if the resurrection ever happened, what are we even doing? And Mm -hmm. I think but then the the excitement is that it did, you know, it did, it happened. And so yeah. what are we doing? We're doing the only thing, like you said, that we should be doing the only mm-hmm. thing that really actually matters, which is allowing God to, to bring us into that glory, to like re, to bring those fragments back into wholeness, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's yeah. exciting. And yeah. that makes it a little bit less difficult. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, like sometimes I think that we put God in such a small box, even when it comes to those things, because like, because even if I was thinking about this, like the the story of the paralytic, right? Where Jesus heals the paralytic, but this man was paralyzed for how long? His muscles would have been completely atrophied. Like his muscles would have been incapable of supporting the weight of a human being. And Jesus heals him, not only just, you know, allows his legs to move, but he completely restores his muscles, mm-hmm. like his gait, his balance point. enough, like that it would be like, if you're thinking about that, if somebody's paralyzed and then they're going to go through months of physio and all of those kind of things to even take a first step, you know, but Jesus has this power that goes far beyond, like, like it's, it's like so wild that we can't even mm-hmm. conceive of like what it looks like or what it means half the time, you know, which is beautiful and like exciting and, but also mysterious. And so I can see like sometimes why we lose it so easily because it is so, I mean, it's God, right? Like it's so much bigger than our capacity to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And we're just so little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. So little, and that's okay. Like we're just so, we're just so tiny and our views are just so little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the Lord yeah. is just so like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. He thinks eternity and we're like, no, I want this now. You know, do you remember? Mm-hmm. 
we're, well, I'm, I'm older than you guys, but there, Garth Brooks had a song out in the nineties called unanswered prayers. Like mm. sometimes, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. And so, I mean, how many of us in our life are like, thank God he did not give me what I wanted. Like, and right. that, totally. our, you know, we just had to have it. And if, God, if you give this to me, I'll never ask you for anything again. And, and the Lord's like, no, or not yet yeah. or yeah, right. wait. And, and now like a year, five year, 20 years later, we're like, holy cow. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I think I'm sure even in your life, my dear sisters, like you've had, you've seen, like in the last year, you've seen your heart grow. And I mean, wouldn't you say like, it, isn't it worth it? Like, it's, oh, so, yeah. it's right. so worth it. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think my heart just now wants to say like to anybody who's out there, who's going through something right now that, because I feel like I'm still going through it, but the mm-hmm. capacity I, what you're saying to me, sister, what I've discovered in the last five years of my life is a different kind of pushing that God has done with me, but it's like really cool because even while I'm really experiencing suffering in sort of the process, I've also experienced real freedom, like a change yes. in my capacity. I'm like, oh my goodness. First of all, I'm stronger. I can, I can, I'm mm-hmm. not reacting in the situation mm-hmm. where I would have reacted before. And, oh, I'm able to love this person that I would have struggled to love before, like so many things. And, and, and they are not things that I achieved. I know that they're not, they're not things that I, I didn't Mm -hmm. map out how I was going to get from there to there. I just, I think I just said, yes, you know, like this Stephanie Weiner, I'm I'm sure all of us know her, uh, her story on our podcast. And she, when she lost her son Beckett, she was, Mm -hmm. um, she made an Instagram post recently where she talked about the fact that they had to rebury him because the burial plot that he was buried in was taken. And they didn't know that. And so it was this weird kind of situation. And so they had to rebury him. And she was like, why? Like, why? You know? And then she wrote in her little, in her um, caption, she's like, sometimes why is just the wrong question. Sometimes you just have to say, or the wrong thing to say, you just have to say yes. And the Lord is doing something. You don't know what, but you just say yes. And I think I so resonated with that. Cause I was like, when you say yes, you don't know what, God is going to do with that. Mm -hmm. Yes. But then he does amazing things with it. Mm -hmm. And only a while later, are you able to look back? Cause it's not Mm -hmm. orchestrated by you. Mm -hmm. You're only giving your cooperation and that's it. And then you're Mm -hmm. letting God, which is that humility and that recognition of how little we are. Like you said, you know, you're letting him actually be God, which is what he wants to do for us. He just wants Mm -hmm. to be our father be our God. And we struggle so much because it's scary. Mm-hmm. But if we believe that he loves us, then it's not scary because his arms are not the arms of a tyrant. They're the arms of a father, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So I think, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I love it. You're so cute. <laughs> it's true though. Cause even like I'm a hundred percent type A personality. Like if I could orchestrate my own planning and my own life and my own holiness, I would totally do it. Like there's like every oh, part yeah. of me that, right. Like wants to like, Oh, you know, do that. And I was, it was, I have um, like a pain clinic group that I've been part of and it's like, except Acceptance and commitment therapy is the like form of therapy that we're doing, but it was so interesting because we had this one session on, um, on like self-compassion and 
It was like, it was so good. And even um, the thing that kind of came out from that for me or that I noticed the most was how, because this is just like secular, like it's not, it wasn't not to do with faith groups or anything like that, but it was like how much our productivity is associated with our ability to be compassionate with ourselves. So, you know, like it's, that was, so everybody was commenting on that of how, you know, they used to be able to do this and this and this. And I feel that like very acutely. Um, but it's like, it's almost like healing. Like when you're looking at what the Lord is, is doing, it's like, you can't look through those lenses Mm -hmm. or it's hard to let go of the part of me that wants to earn his love. It's hard to let go of the part of me that wants to like do good so that my daddy will be proud of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like all of those things, like very, it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that, to just be little, like, like mm-hmm. you say, you know, so mm-hmm. that's like a good, I think that's a good question that, I mean, I'm hoping lots of people resonate with that and that I'm not saying something out loud and I am the weirdo in the room who's like, <laughs> no. but how would you yeah. say like, how do you, um, what ways have you found helpful to be little, like to let go and let the Lord work? Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's a couple ways, you know, part of, um, part of the meditation that I spend every morning in is I just spend my time in the womb of Mary as mm. an infant, as a baby. And I just let her love me there. And I, I sleep on Joseph's heart as a little baby. And I spend a lot of time in Nazareth at the kitchen table, (laughs) just Mm. spending time in whatever age I am there and just letting them love me and having meals with them and just watching how they love each other and watching how they love Jesus. And, Mm. um, yeah, I think I've spent many, many an hour just sitting at the foot of the cross in my own poverty, just sitting Mm -hmm. there and I can't, I can't fix myself. And it's mortifying. It's like St. Paul, like I have a, you know, a thorn in the side we all have that. And we're just like, Lord. I have, I don't, I'm very, you know, committed to whatever, if I need to do something, let me know, but I I can't. And I think it's that, I think that's so true. Like all of us have this fear of my poverty means I'm unlovable. Mm. And so that's why we try so hard to, to do whatever it takes to, because that's the human heart is we want to be loved. Of course, being abandoned is our primordial fear. Mm. And so I think when we experience through each other and experience the Lord of like the deep areas of our hearts, where we can be honest and vulnerable and find that we're that we're loved there, that it's like, that God's not permissive of whatever is, you know, what, but he's speaking the truth about what, what the deep places are in our heart, that that is, um, that's where healing comes from. But yeah, I think that's the, the, the beautiful thing is that we're, we are so little. And Jesus says, I've been meditating on it lately. Let the little children come to me. Mm-hmm. And that's all the parts of us, all the parts of us, mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, let the little children come to me. Mm-hmm. You let them come. They, they belong to me. The kingdom of God belongs to them and you mm-hmm. let them come to me. And yeah. Yeah, that's it's, beautiful. It's a journey, that's for sure. <laughs> it totally <laughs> is. It totally is. Oh, oh man, me. Nicole, well, did you want to say something? I feel yes. like I cut you off later or earlier. I'm so sorry. No, I. Well, I. I was just um, my. I, so I'm, I'm a music therapist. So I'm, I'm a therapist mm. and I'm a fan of like, I have, I'm love being able to go to therapy and all these things. So, and you, you know, you've been making references to attachment, um, thing and, and different, you know, aspects of, mm. of things that we talk about in counseling. And so I was just, my thought was just like a really practical, um, you know, as we talk about healing and waiting for healing. And I think that there's this, um, there's this tension between, as you said, like being at the foot of the cross and saying, Lord, if you, if there's something I need to do, 
then let me know, but I, I can't heal myself. But that sometimes there is a lead to, to maybe seek uh, somebody to accompany us who has this expertise. Um, and that's, so that was my thought is just, I know we have to wrap up here, but um, just, just uh, if you want to, I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit too. I know this is something you've, you've referenced to on your podcast as well. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. No, I definitely believe in, I believe in therapy. I believe there, and there's so many, and I'm sure, you know, Nicole, like it seems, and I've got a few more minutes so we can chat about this if you want, but, uh, you know, so I think so often in, in just say, let's say psychology of the therapy world, so much of it was focused on like cognitive behavioral therapy, which has its place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say in the last 10 years or so, it's moved to be more incarnational. So now you're talking about mm-hmm. Bessel van der Kolk and the body keeps the score and Peter Levine yes. and Stephen Porges. Yes. And like, so it's like becoming into the body because what brain scientists know now is that your brain records every memory you ever have. And even, even if it's an emotional memory, which is why we mm-hmm. often experience deep emotions things we can't quite figure out is because it's recorded in our emotions. And so I think looking at our life and saying, you know, what is, um, and what brain science is just proving now that the brain can heal itself, that just, it's just fascinating what's, what God has shown us all along. And so I'm a firm believer in the beautiful and good things that come from God through psychology. Of course, not all of it does, but like we can sift through that and see Mm -hmm. like what, because if that's true, it's just helping the brain work properly of proper attachment of secure attachment of, of helping the body function properly. If our bodies are manifesting something, they're telling us something. And so if, because we're connected and Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm all for that. So I think if we have pressing symptoms in our life, I, I, I really believe we don't even have to search for them. Like the Holy spirit will like, what is your most pressing symptom? Is it trouble in your marriage? Is it with your kids? Is it, are you angry all the time? Is it, you know, is it a lie that I'm, I'm worthless? I'm nobody loves me or nobody sees me or is it an addiction? Like our lives are always manifesting something. And, and when that comes to a place to where it's something where I'm with the Lord, I am, I'm not able to, in a sense, like carry that myself, which we really can't God, you know, to sit, to sit with somebody who can help us. And, and that's the beautiful journey of a therapist, I think is to somebody who can walk with us and yeah. to help us along that journey. I'm a, I'm a firm believer and I've spent many years in all kinds of form of therapy and I'm a firm believer in it. I love, I just, fast, I find it fascinating what God reveals yeah. through that reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important. I'm glad you brought it up, Nicole, because sometimes it, there is still stigma. Like there's, I mean, people talk oh, yeah. about yeah. it all the time, but there really still is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and especially I think in, in different Christian circles, mm-hmm. um, you know, Catholic Christian circles, there can be like a weird kind of dichotomy that's false dichotomy that's created between faith mm-hmm. and, and therapy and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, just to encourage the beauty of that and the, and the value that God cannot, can be sometimes calling us to experience there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it really does each have its proper place because there's yeah, nothing yeah. that replaces like a good, holy confession, right? right. No matter how many yeah. therapy sessions you go, there's nothing that replaces going to confession or receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist or spending time mm-hmm. in adoration or, and so everything has its proper place. So people often ask me like, should I go to spiritual direction or should I go to counseling? I'm like, how about both? <laughs> because yeah, totally. they're not, it doesn't have to be either or because yeah, they yeah. each have their place. And so I think yeah. the understanding of the human person, I think that's just, it's, yeah, yeah. It, I, it's, if we can understand it correctly it's all of that is good true and beautiful is ordered toward healing because that's christ so mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it's you know it's the thing if we're if we're if we break our arm we go to the doctor we get yes. a cast and we do all these things and you know i think 
in many years, like the, the brain is, is hard to understand. It's, there's a lot going on, right? But we are learning more about neuroscience. We're learning about what happens in our body when trauma traps the energy in our nervous system that then manifests all of these, these symptoms. And that that is, it's a, it can be, it's a, it's a thing in our bodies, our, our mind and our bodies. It's, it's all kind of connected. And so we break our arm, we go to the doctor and we are experiencing, like you say, these symptoms that are manifesting in whatever way in our lives. Um, we can go to somebody who actually has the expertise. There are people who have training and expertise to help us wade through these things and, and that's okay. And that's not, you know, and we can do that and we can go to confession. We can go to spiritual direction and all of it is good. And all of it is, is gift. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Amen, girl. Amen. Yeah. I love it. It's true. Oh man. I feel like, yes. I mean, sister, we could literally talk to you for days about (laughs) it's so awesome. Um, but sadly Uh, the hour is that's right. Sadly for all of us, but, um, but yeah, so we are going to do God winks and sister, you have a God wink. So we want to hear your God wink. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you listen to our podcast, you hear me constantly complain about how hot it is down here. Cause we're old ladies. We always talk about the weather. And so I was over the heat, like in March. And so, um, it was 85 degrees just the other day. And I was like, Lord, mm. seriously, real. I mean, but I was just at a youth conference and I got, I was so tired and I came back and I'm just exhausted. I woke up this morning and it was only like 55 degrees outside and it was like 70 and for you guys like I know but I had the windows open and it, that was like one of the words Lord's way you saying girl I love you get outside and go for a walk so I just was like oh, oh that's great so that's so great <laughs> like, that's sure, awesome. I like a little girl again so I was like I'm grateful for the cool, cool weather yep. where I live in the deep south so yeah that's, that's, that's great that's a great that's great yeah <laughs> I love it Mine is like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got a good one this week. It's good. So the Lord often will kind of like reach in if I'm like feeling, um, like burdened in some way or something like that. He uses humor with me all the time. Like we mm. have a very good internal joke life. <laughs> um, so we were, so I was driving home to tonight actually to, to record this. And I was listening to Poco a Poco podcast, which oh, I love those men are just so good. And father innocent was sharing, um, about the time when he he was paralyzed. So he had like some back injury and then they had to take out a couple of things. He had like a spinal um, trauma and he was paralyzed and it took him like nine months to kind of get back to walking, functioning and all of those kind of things. And he was talking about his littleness and his poverty in that. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like there was a lot that was like resonating there, you know? Um, And I was kind of feeling like, oh, this is like very heavy. And then I looked up at my display in my car or whatever. And the title of the episode is Trust is Hard for Everyone. But on mine, it cut off at trust is hard forever. Nice. Like, well, that is- and it was like the Lord, like, like was like, oh yeah, like, like yeah, no, no, it's this, yeah, like it's, he's like, I get it, I get you've had a hard week. Well, yeah, that's right. know, trust is hard forever. <laughs> like that's how you feel. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. But it was I love so it. good. Yeah, that was cool. a fun one. So those are two mm-hmm. very lovely God wings. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah, <sighs> sister, thank you so much. It's oh, honestly, God. you said. um, yeah. Earlier you said what is personal is universal. And I mm-hmm. think literally this entire mm-hmm. podcast, I've been experiencing that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? Like the entire time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I realized, yeah, probably everybody has that experience when we're talking about something so mm-hmm. personal and therefore mm-hmm. so universal. So it's just such a gift. And for anyone who is, um, I don't know, sister, maybe this is maybe putting you in the spot a little bit, but if you're comfortable, maybe praying with us and just praying for anyone who's out there, who's just in a place of 
great need for healing, like all of us are, um, but maybe struggling, you know, to um, embrace that or hear the Lord's voice or just needing a word of hope. Maybe mm-hmm. we could just say a quick prayer to close this oh, off. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your tenderness and your love. We thank you for your attentive care of us, that you understand us completely and that you are with us. And I just ask you, Jesus, that you would cover us in your precious blood right now. And I pray that your healing love, you as Prince of Peace, would be made known to us now. I pray that your kindness would just seep into the deep places of our souls, the place where we need it the most. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint our hearts with your goodness, with your peace, with your rest, with your hope. Just pray for a new outpouring of hope upon all of us. And the truth, Lord, that you never fail us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and that you will make all things right, Lord. I ask you, Father, that you would father us, that you would show yourself the good Father that you are and heal our hearts. Mother Mary, I just pray that you would wrap us as your little children. Just wrap us up, all of us girls and all of us boys that are listening. I just pray that you'd wrap us up in your mantle and just let us rest upon your heart. We are so little, Mama. And you are the mother who so tenderly and and, and just attentively takes care of us always. I just pray that you would intercede for each one of us, Lord. And that you would just bring to our heart and our mind just the place where we need you the most so we can find you right there. We just ask all this through your holy name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So delightful to spend time with you. My my goodness. goodness. What a lovely gift to my heart. It was edifying for me. Thank you. But each of you are so incredibly beautiful. I just delight in you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you, sister. You made me cry way too many times. (laughs) (laughs) Now we laugh, we cried. You know, we're all good. That's right. That's right. And for everybody who's listening, we'll look forward to I guess we'll talk to you next week. And next week is our episode on um, waiting for clarity. So we'll get to talk about discernment and that kind of pain when you're in the place and you're kind of waiting for the Lord to make something clear, to reveal something. So we're excited for that too. See you guys next week. God bless you, everybody. God bless. Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.